I got an agenda. You sound like a white woman at a town hall. (laughs) I really do. I mean, you ever get that feeling where you just got to get some shit off your chest, man, and fuck me up. I mean, this whole weekend I was fucked up, and then I started the week feeling all fucked up, and I'm just like, what do I do do about this other than bring this to my, my bro, another fellow black man who would completely identify with this scenario and this situation? Mm-hmm. And help me find, help me find some solace, just some peace in my heart. So, I just uh, I, I want to start it by saying, I don't subscribe to this mentality or identify with this personality type, but I will say, off the rip, this this weekend I was a victim <laughs> of what I was a victim. Someone perpetrated a form of assault on me that was that was just un, unsubstantiated and un, uncalled for, and I can't help to think it wasn't premeditated. So I'm just dealing with the trauma of of you know mentally where I'm at physically that someone just was able to take the agency and put their hands on my body and make changes to my body that I had to just deal with after that, you know? Uh-huh. It takes away your, your it, it just, it don't laugh. Like, it just takes away your whole agency over your body. It's like, yo, this is my body. I shouldn't, nothing should be changed on my body unless I say so, you know? It's like, my body, my choice. I finally understand. Yeah. But now I'm just, I'm just dealing with with this with this trauma and you know these thoughts and you know just trying to figure out how to go forward. What they do? So basically, went to the barbershop this weekend, mm-hmm. and I give you a long I give you the long story short before I give you the long story. I went to the barbershop this weekend and I don't know if this is me just victim blaming myself or me just trying to make it make sense in my mind. But, you know, I was impatient and Mm -hmm. I went to a barber that I don't normally go to. Ah, yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, you don't fuck up. No, 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 you don't. You don't fuck up. 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 Yeah, no, 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 no. You never do that. You never. I see. All right, so that's long story short. That's a long story short. This is a long story. So, it's Saturday. I normally I don't go to the barbershop on Saturday because I know it's gonna be crowded as hell in there. Every nigga Mm -hmm. trying to get fresh before he go out later. So I usually go during the week. I'll go like. You know, on Tuesday during my lunch break, when I know it's going to be empty and I know I can just pop in and pop out. See, and this is another thing, and I don't know if, again, I'm blaming myself as a black man. I don't have, like, a barber. I don't have, Mm. like, like, I have a tattoo guy before I have a barber, because especially now that I'm, like, been growing my hair and twisting it and doing other things, like, I don't Mm. really care who cuts my hair, because really all I need you to do is just shave out the sides and give me a shape up, nothing major. Yeah. 
you know, and then plus I moved on a different part of town, so I don't really have a barber. I just go to this one particular shop and, you know, one of two guys would usually cut me. But again, I went on a Saturday. Shop is crowded. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be here for a while. I see a hand wave from, from the distance, you know, on the back of the shop. Like, oh, he's, not, he's, not, <laughs> he's not waving at me. I don't, I don't really know that guy. That like, oh you need a cut you need a you need a I'm like I see the line I look at his chair then I look back at the front and you see all the people waiting in the chairs in the line I'm just like you know what I could cut all these people right now take this risk and get in and out of here and handle my business for the day they know they looked at you like I'm, he got this sucker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one told me. No one told me, as I said, all right, fuck it, Yo, took and my jacket off. that's the fucked up part, too, because, like, you know, it's kind of... let me walk. It would be mad awkward for someone to be like, nah, chill, he's not. Because, like, yo, first of all, you know that's the shop person's mans, too. So he ain't it's never like, there. Anytime I'm there, he ain't never there. So I'm like, who is this dude, really? Like, oh, all right. They, they called in the, the backup team because it's so crowded on Saturdays. All right, mm-hmm. whatever. So, but no one told me. I put, I hang my jacket up on the hook, you know, whatever, you know, take my glasses off so you can, you know, he could get the right cut and whatever, whatever. And again, this is again why I feel like it's my fault because first red flag, as I'm heading to the chair, there's a kid that's like, I guess he had just given a shape up to or done something to and the kid walked away for like two seconds and they started walking back. And then the kid's mom was like, look at his mustache. You can need to fix his mustache. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's weird. Like this, this, this kid's mom is jumping on this same guy. I'm about to go get my haircut from to fix the haircut. He just gave to that kid. I'm just like, okay, this is, Yikes. this is different. This is different. Again, like, I didn't. You like a woman in an abusive relationship, just ignoring the red flag. I just, oh my god, I just walk right through that that red flag, and I sit in a chair. He's like, "Yo, what's up?" And then, red flag number two, or I don't know if this is just a pet peeve or a personal annoyance. He's talking on the phone. Nah, I hate that shit. I hate that shit. He's talking. Like, you on can't the be phone. talking on the phone if you a whack barber. You can't. Like Not I've even... had barbers that have mm-hmm. that. Like they'll take a call, but they won't do it at the Get same time. Yeah, like they'll just take it. And like, you know, like if it's something to do with family, whatever, you know, I'm not going to press them about it. And, you know, but like they'll get a call. Like I've had my barber ignore calls sometimes. He'll look at it. He's like, All right, if it ain't nobody important, like, you know, if they call more than once, then he'll pick up the second time or whatever. But like my barbers, they never like they I'm going to tell you straight up. <laughs> That's how I knew I needed to come to another black man to get this off my chest. Like you yeah. taking a call. I'm, I never even been in your chair before. There's no like customer service. You're like, I don't know if you're talking to me or the person on the phone. Yeah. Now we're just having this awkward moment. And that shit just. Yeah, because like I remember my barber left the shop that I used to go to. Well, that I currently go to now because he came back. I didn't go get a haircut as long as he wasn't there. <laughs> like, and like the the one time that I got a cut from the other dude. So the other dude that's that's in there is the owner of the shop. 
right? Mm-hmm. And my barber, you know, he rents the chair or whatever, right? I got a haircut from him once and it was a dope ass haircut. So in my mind, right, I knew for a jump that if my if my barber wasn't there on a certain day and this dude was open, it'd be cool. But the problem is this though, you're not gonna get the right person every single time. Cause I went to, I used to go to a barber that's literally across the street. And one time I got the random ass motherfucker. Right. And they always be sitting here talking about and they always be sitting here talking about Hispanic niggas cut hair, cut hair good. Let me tell you something. No, the fuck they don't. Okay, hold on. This dude had my hairline looking like a zigzag, bro. And I'm walking around in front of bitches like this. (laughs) God, yeah, that's why I said this is it's it's a personal travesty that as good as it can make you feel is as bad as it can make you feel getting a fucked up haircut because you can't fix it you can only go bald at that point it's, it's the worst part so again that's the that's second red flag him talking on the phone so as he as him talking on the phone and he not even just like bluetooth in it airpods in it he fully holding the phone to his face so he, you could see him talking to the phone like I'm like, uh, okay, all right. And I'm like, all right, so just fade out the sides and then trim up this trim up my stash a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck he heard or what the fuck he thought he heard. This man hit my shit with the buzz cut, like all to the sides, straight up army surgeon, army, army fucking cadetted my shit. And he did here keep the top. So everything on top is still good that I'm still trying to grow out and shit. But yeah. this nigga trimmed all my stash off. I felt like the ugly duckling for two. This is all that I could get back in two days, bro. My shit was like darker than this. This nigga, I had to come home. No, you're right, because yours would be con- yours used to connect and stuff like that. He took all of that off, bro. Nigga just and quick fast too, because he was on the phone during the whole cut. He never hung up the phone, so he was like holding the phone, just whip, just 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 smashing the clippers into my face because he wasn't using the hand to hold my head steady and then the ticker do that blah 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 so he's just like burn like punching me punching me with these clippers i'm like wow this is really i'm really letting this man do this to me right now like and all the people just sat there watching (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yo yo. this is why humans ain't shit bro because like yo i I ain't gonna lie i've seen stuff like that happen before suffering and it's just like you, the one dude who doesn't have anyone in his chair, bro. Oh, you playing with your life, day. bro. Cause like, yo, as a black man, and I don't, mm-hmm. we don't talk about this enough, right? Like our haircut, unless you get dreads, but even then you go in for a lineup every once in a while. Right. right? Or a retwist or whatever you do. There's still something yeah. you have to do. Like your hair. There's a okay, even though we joke about Jay-Z, you know, and his hairstyle, but there's a reason why he grows it out. Cause it, it means something to us, right? Uh-huh. And like it's a part of our identity, which you know, it really is it's the same thing like when women wear makeup and like do their hair and all this shit. Like it's a part of the identity at this point, right? Our identity, nice. our hair is part of our identity. So like when we go get our hair cut, like first of all, the relationship that you have with your barber is mass sacred because I am trusting you to ensure. That you don't fuck this up. My trust was violated. My trust was all the way violated. I met a stranger 
in a dark alley and pretty much asked him for a shape up. That's that's pretty much what I did. Like, and there is a lot of instances where you can't fix it, but for me, I was able to come home and just give re reline myself up. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I can't do nothing about the hair that's gone, but I can just at least clean it up more, make it more defined, try to make it yeah. darker. Like I had a full, I had a full like goat goat beard right mm-hmm. here, and it's yeah, just you fucking, did. And he just tore it. My nigga shit just down. ripped that shit off my face like I was a child, like holding a dollar bill. Like, dude, I've been going to the same barber for like the last five, six years, I need and it's to. like. And because I've moved around a lot, like I've never really had a consistent barber. And even when I've been up here, like during high school and stuff, I never had, I would hop between shops. But like the the dude that I go to now, like I've been going to him for like the last three, four years, man. And I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, uh, birthdays, he's cut my hair. Funerals, he's cut my hair. Weddings, he's cut my hair. You know what I'm saying? Like when I found out I was having my kid, like he was actually, he actually had his kid a month before or after mine you know what i'm saying so it's like you know like we back and i think he actually one time flew overseas to cut j cole's hair so i know exactly like you know the caliber of who i'm dealing with here okay okay a real professional like yeah see but that's the thing with me fucking genius bro yeah this dude should be an architect the way he'd be having my hairline look bro (laughs) you you would have thought he took a protractor and went to the exact degree (laughs) of when to to like to do the shit at bro i'd be impressed curve this follicle at a 90 degree angle man this dude and then he he uses like good smelling alcohol and stuff like that he uses one he changes it from the spring to the summer to the fall i'm like oh this nigga no he knows man yeah, so that was the assault that I went through over the weekend. And I came home and I was just like, yeah, I'm not leaving the house. So I just I yeah, trimmed up what I could. Anybody. You see, that's the thing, especially grow. when you got kids. Like, it's hard, dude. Like, I, I think about, like, when I got to get my, I mean, his hair is kind of different. Cause he got like that Rico Suave hair, right? And I'm just saying, <laughs> and I'm just sitting here looking at him. I'm like, well. I mean, I guess you could still get fades and stuff like that, but I got to mm-hmm. be real careful with his hair too, because like you know, it's 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 a, it, it needs the care that different it needs texture. different texture. Right. But like I think about like when I first take him to the barber. At least I know that my barber can kid is good with kids too, because I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? That's but like dope. yo, like sometimes you used to go to these barber shops. You watch these people bring their kids in there, and like you're like, damn, your kid about to get clowned at school, fam. Just. <laughs> Just clapped his shit. You don't realize what you just murdered your son's whole forehead. Like, you got your man looking like George Jefferson, and he is 12 years old. Why you do this to this child? You say you loved him. Look what you do oh to this child. Oh, my God, bro. That's, like, again, this wild, is, that's, a, that's another reason it's important for dads to be in your kid's life if you're going to have a yes. son, especially. like Because yeah. self men's self-care and grooming, we don't have a lot of things that we could do that still feel manly. So getting your yeah. hair cut, you know, getting a massage, maybe if you're into that, like. But, you know, me. I will say this, though. Shout out to my mom, because like she used to take me to the barber when I was a kid. Right. And like she never let me leave that shit. Like looking fucked, fucked up. up. 
Yeah, Never shout out did. to the mom. That was what that mom did for that kid before. I, that yeah. was the first red flag because she jumped mm-hmm. up and she was like, hold on, hold on, fix this. Because she's looking at him like how the world is going to see him. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God. So I think that when I, he the barber fucked that up because he was on the phone when he ended the cut. And then yeah. when I got in the cut, he, he was, was still, still on the phone. And that's my nigga bullshit, just, dog. Well, you know, at least at least well my dad used to cut my hair when i was a kid too and i ain't gonna lie like he'd be using a razor bro the shit be so hot i have burn marks on my hairline and shit (laughs) and like i'll be looking at this dude i'd be like what are you doing like i had a my mom had an uncle like he used to cut people's hair fire dad yeah dude yeah uh he used to cut hair real well but he could only do fades and listen, everybody in the family would ha- get their haircut <laughs> by him. Fade. Yeah, by him. And he had a signature fade, bro. Like, once you've seen that shit, you knew it was him that did it. Like, for, But it was good. It was dope, though, because it was lined up. You know what I mean? He could sew, like, too. So at? I think, you know, he, he was good with his hands and, like, you know, making sure, like, you know, it stays steady. So, like... Yeah, man, haircuts are important, man. And it'd be fucked up when people be fucking with your shit, man. Cause like once you go out there, bro, like like now I ain't got a haircut. I mean, I was actually I'm actually about to get one, but like I've been kind of like growing my shit out because I'm just like nigga dad mode, nigga. I'm tired. I know. Yeah, you get comfortable, <laughs> especially during the pandemic. People ain't going to the barbershop as much. So mm-hmm. but now I know I need it's hard to when find... you work corporate though in the office and shit. It's mad. Yeah, hard. you gotta be clean cut. I mean, I, I just kind of got used to it. This is the most I've ever done with my hair, just to have like little twists and stuff in it. So mm-hmm. I'm proud of that. But now I feel like I gotta find a barber and I gotta I to. find a nigga that I can trust because this was a fucking violation of my trust. And Use Instagram, I got out the bro. chair. I got out the chair and I just grilled him. I just looked at him like is this what you did to me? This is what you're going to do to me on a Saturday Dude, afternoon? There's people who come to my barbershop who live like an hour, two hours away because these niggas cut the, the hair mad good. They That's make dope. the appointments a month ahead of time. Quality. They take their day off work and they come like an hour, hour and a half, two hours to make sure they get their hair cut. I'm telling you, it is imperative that you find a barber that you fuck with. Because first Quality. of all, like even if you don't, you don't, like, listen, your barber, like I said, it's the same way a woman, when she go get her nails done, like, she goes to the same nail lady all the time. Mm-hmm. You trust them, and they always make sure that your shit is on point. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro, you got to find somebody. Like, you got to go on Instagram and just, like, look at other lying. people's shit and just be like, yo, like, where'd you get that from? Because, yo, people be like, yeah, because, like, that's how we look out for each other, too, in a sense, because you can't be out here with a fucked up hairline. And shit, like, yo, I've grown accustomed to, like, my beard and shit. Like, if somebody fucked this whole shit up right now, I might kill a motherfucker. For real. <laughs> you start to look at yourself like the ugly duckling. Like, what happened to me? Like, you just... yo, My face is scarred. Like, I got a five o'clock shadow. Like, I'm an old, like... Because, yo, he doesn't understand how long it took for you to grow that shit. Right. <laughs> there was no care for who I was as a person. My humanity... <laughs> My he disregarded my whole humanity and just whipped them clippers across and like you know hit my lip a couple times and was like, all right, cool, there you go. I'm just like, bro, I will never come to this shop again. You don't even realize that. And, and that you're the quick owner couple of minutes too, because he's like, yo, I just lost another customer. Right. Letting this random dude usually 
when I go on a Tuesday, it's either the first chair or the second chair. One of them are there. I'm like, all right, you guys, can, uh, you know, hook me up all on my lunch break. I don't got to waste time. Yeah. But yeah, I made that mistake being impatient, trying to rush in and out, ignoring the red flags. I did. I did a lot of things wrong in that scenario. Yeah, because so. I was looking at your face. I was like, "This something." Different, <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say nothing until we started recording. But I'm just like, yeah, yeah I'm not. Yeah, I was like, yo, I was like, "This something different." I'm like, "Yo, your face look a little bit younger and lighter." I'm like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> My whole top lip feel cold and naked. Nigga. I went outside. I had to like, yo, you see that? Really the worst wear my thing. mask, and that's why like. During the winter, I get less haircuts because, like, when I get my fades and stuff like that, the side of my head is freezing. Go, bro. bro. Be cold. He and he and he militaried my shit, my nigga. He went down to like whatever the fucking I don't and know ball the, the, fades are fire if the right person does it. When it's faded, got the gradient in it, but yeah. my nigga just hit me. He just hit me with it, like, <clears throat> like he was punching me with it, bro. And I'm I like just like, wow. I'm at the. I'm about to like. Instead of doing like the all fades, I'm about to just start doing taper fades, which is like right here, mm-hmm. like right here, like right above the at ear, the, right here, and then just the, like going uh, to the beard, yeah, and yeah, just going yeah, to the yeah. beard and just and just Your cut down the, all, yeah, and just cut mm-hmm. it down all even and just leave it like that and just grow it out from there and just like just get the taper fade with it, let it grow because like I'm like, it works, yeah. it works definitely works, especially if you corporate. You look at that, that's what that's what I was stuck with too, finding like a style I could do corporately that I could still have hair or do something to. Mm-hmm. But it's not many for niggas, I, and especially black women. I know every time y'all go with y'all braids or, or wigs or they whatever. Be looking they be look looking at you fucking weird and shit. Looking at you crazy. Look like, at this bomb Shaniqua over here trying to get her shit together. Uh, Yo, you I'm know they be talking this like job this. Too. I, I know. know they be talking like I know. This. Hi. Hi. Tamika, is your hair real? Oh my God. Shaniqua, so- can I touch it? How did you do? like what? Yo, they be disrespecting black women's hair all the time. Brenda, Brenda, if you don't go back to HR before I whip your ass. <laughs> but one thing too, I wanted to say about um haircuts just before we get off the topic and do the whole intro. I I'm about quality. Like I I'm always like shop black when I can, but I'm about quality because I know that if I'm spending my money, I want to get something worth my time. Yes. So the best barbershops I have been to have been Dominicans or have been Puerto Ricans. I've gone to black barbershops where you walk in the shop and smell like fucking weed. Niggas is playing <laughs> niggas is playing old BT uncut music videos on the big screen. Like you can't even hear yourself talk because niggas got the, some niggas mixtape blasting. Like so you know, that's funny that you said that, right? Uh, the best shops the and the time. best barbers I've known have been Puerto Rican or Dominican. So this is this is the first time that I've had a black barber in my life, besides mm-hmm. like my dad and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And like every other before? time, it's been all Hispanics, man. Dominicans. They know how to cut some hair, bro. They Not know all how of to them, though, hair. bro. There's always this one dude who's just too cool to be there. He's just there because the homies <laughs> is in there. And, like, you tr- and trust him with your haircut and shit like that, bro. And then, like, no when this trust. dude had my hairline looking like I was voguing and shit on purpose, dog. I was like, what are you doing, dude? Like, that shit irritate me every time I think about it. Like, fuck that nigga, man. Like, that's why somebody got stabbed up in their shop. <laughs> all, <laughs> right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
What is wrong with you? Not how you, you know, a, I you got a bad not, haircut. You talking about that's why somebody got stabbed, sir? Nah, cause yo, that's bad sir. energy. That's why that shit happened there, man. Like you can't be walking up in there with this bad haircut energy. You a bad how barber? Many, how many bad hairlines did he do to equal up to someone getting stabbed? Because that's a lot of bad energy just built Karma's up there. a bitch, bro. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Damn. Real Damn. man, fuck that nigga. Like for real. I never went back. I never went back after that. Like, fuck <laughs> that. That's when I started going to a place across the street. <laughs> and but the only thing that now <laughs> you didn't even go far. You just went across the street. Like, well, I guess I'll go over there. Like, yeah, nigga, yeah. It's just now they're raising the prices too. I'm like, ah, whatever. And that's another thing. Like, if I'm gonna pay this much money. I want to get a cut. I'm gonna like my nigga. I'm not Dude, taking this about to be fifty dollars, bro. I'm about to do this. This um, this bus. I don't know if I mentioned it on an yeah. episode. And a guy mm-hmm. renovates the bus. I see him driving around my neighborhood, and he gives, um, you know, haircuts out of the bus. You you download the app. You make an appointment. I, I'm gonna try that because if he'll even come to my place, give me a cut that I like. And I can make an appointment. I don't have to worry about running around. And he comes I'll, to you? Yeah, I'll pay the extra for that. Like, if mm-hmm. it's going to be a quality, I will pay the extra for that. So that's what I'm about. I don't care if you are fucking Filipino or fucking Zimbabwean. Just give me a good cut that it, it, and a quality experience while I'm in the chair. And, you know, you got me. I'm, you know, if it's worth it, you got a customer. I ain't got no reason to change. Fucking assholes fucking up here because <laughs> and with that being said, I hate it here podcast. It's your boy Russ. It's your boy Kev. <laughs> and we are back in this thing. Another episode. I mean, like episode I said, 21. 21, 21, 21. Yeah, oh, but yeah, we in this bitch. I just felt violated this whole weekend, man. Like I can go out like Shit, if it wasn't if it wasn't for again another beautiful black woman coming to my rescue and just like doing these little twists and like mm-hmm. you know just helping it look like something, I would have felt like shit for the whole weekend because this guy just Yo, it sucks, dude. Because yeah, like, no fucking care. Like it sucks because that can bring down your whole mood, man. It really did. It really did. Like, really did. I, like I, I know when I get a haircut, dude, I got the most energy and everything. Like. When people mess it up, dude, you you just feel like crap, dude. You just it's feel not, like crap. It wasn't because you know when you usually nine times out of ten when you get a haircut, it comes out the way you want, and you feel that high, you feel better. Yep. So when you go into it and you expect to feel better and feel that high, and then you and don't fuck you up, you crash even more. So like, bro, like I said, I was literally just in the house, like I'm Uber and eats, and I'm not going outside, like until I get some stubble or some shit on my lip and my chin, I'm not fucking leaving this house, like. Shit is weird, man. So now I'd re- I really got like a five o'clock shadow, like I'm some corporate Wall Street guy that's fucking stressed at the job. So nah, I don't want to mention a barbershop because I think, I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think they're actually Ukrainian. So I didn't wanna, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. 
right, we're gonna leave it right there. So that's why I didn't want to like say the name and bash them or do anything. Nah, they're going them. through a lot right but now. That going one dude, a lot. yeah, that one dude in the back. You know what you fucking did to me, you bastard! Like you'll <laughs> never, you'll never get my money again, bro. I will fucking go all the way back to Queens, like if I need to get cuts now instead of take that abuse. So this is why you was impatient. You was rushing to get a haircut by a Ukrainian dude. Now look at you. Now look at me. <laughs> See, this is this is another it's another life lesson of just patience. Like stick stay the course and you'll get what's meant for you, you know? So you try to rush through shit and you get some fucking whole different outcome. You just it's not cool. Oh shit. Not fucking cool. But let's oh, hit this man. let's hit this hypothetical, man. Uh, that shit's crazy. Yeah, I knew once I got on this pod, I'm like, yeah, I gotta go off because this shit is just <laughs> you don't know what the fuck I've been through, man. You don't know what the that fuck I've been through. Show no recourse for my life. Uh, let's see. Um, seventy nine. Opening. No, oh, it's opening. Yeah. What you say, seventy nine? Yeah, it used to be my high school football jersey number. Mm-hmm. Okay, seventy nine. If you were a fashion icon and whatever you wore would become a fashion trend, what fashion trends would you start? Fucking sweatpants and fucking hoodies. 24 7 without fucking abandon champion champ fucking sweatpants customized hoodies anime character marvel whatever you want on the hoodie just put it on that bitch and walk out the house jesus christ there'll be no more formal wear huh no No more jeans none of this crap dog sneakers (laughs) all the time white t-shirt under none of this crap None of that. Man. You sound like you're tired of getting dressed in general, nigga. God Dude, that's damn. why I don't go out, bro. Because I'm like, I don't want to do this. Because it's like, fam, like I, like I get dressed to go to work, and I sit there. I'm like, yo, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> get me out of these clothes. I'm like, I get home, dude. Like, I'm like Bruce Almighty in the movie, dog. I just go like this, and then my clothes just come off. I'm like, I'm over it. Because I'm like, yo, I feel like. I know, like, we need jobs and, like, we need to dress up to play our part, but I don't like that shit. I'm, like, I'm becoming a person that I don't even, like, I mean, I guess I am professional because I made it this far or whatever and, like, cool like that. But, like, this is not what I want to be doing. I don't want to dress like this for eight hours a day and right. do this shit just for some, <laughs> you know, fuck all that, man. Like, Way too comfortable for that shit. That's the thing. Like I'm an all comfort dude. You know what I'm saying? And like because I got to do that, I, I just feel so out of place. You know what I mean? But I ain't gonna lie. I can kill a suit when I can. One hundred percent. You get me in a suit, boy. Shit. Suits would be Shakur. Suits should be for court and funerals and church. Man, Jesus. If you into that. The Bible said, Jesus "Come as sandals. you are." I know that nigga right. wore robes and fucking rope, and you know what? What does he care what I got on my body? You know, he wore the Jerusalem threes for real. <laughs> he walked through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, you gotta fucking let that man wear whatever the fuck he want. <laughs> 
really be like that. I would uh fashion trends I would normalize. I'm a big fan of like rips and tears and holes and shit. I hate that shit. Cause it's just like as my shit gets old and like I got a lot of old t-shirts that I still wear to this day. They got like rips and holes in them, but I feel like those are my rips and holes. I put those rips and holes in there. This shirt you don't is wear those outside, do you? Nah, it's all, all right, cool. All it's right, all, all my right. sleep. It's like all my sleeping, <laughs> my sleeping DJs gear. And stuff. No, I ain't gonna yeah. lie to you. I'm the same way too. Cause like, you see, it, that, I'm in the house, and, and this is why like. After a while, I was buying like t-shirts out the ass, bro. Like I have so many t-shirts, mm-hmm. I don't even wear all of them anymore because I got so many. Because the thing is though, can't. like once I wash them, I just wear the same ones because they're easy to get to when right. in the draw or whatever. No, they're clean and no, they wash. It's exactly. The same, the same like five get cycled re really over and over and over. And then you get like a rip on the on the sh- on the elbow on a something. It's like I'm not throwing this away. Like I just I keep them, bro. I'm not throwing nothing it. away, bro. I nah. made this rip. This, this shirt is one of one now. And yeah. Like, you see these celebrities? They like, yeah. I don't wear the, I don't wear the same sneakers t- twice. I just throw them away. Well, shut I don't up, wear bitch. the same. I don't wear the same boxes. I just throw them away. It's like, come on, man. Now you just being like. Not even dumb as fuck, dude. It's just I got a pair of Air Force now. Ones mids. Yo, first of all, nobody can. My girl was trying to buy a pair. She couldn't find any nowhere. I don't know if they stopped making them or if, like, they're. I know the anniversary is coming up. So it's the hype. Yeah. A lot of people. And I know that. that Drake also has one that he's dropping as well a sort of a certified lover boy edition, which I might get because I love Air Force Ones, but, you know, I'm just a nigga, whatever. Um, but like I, I bought this one pair. They still white as fuck. <laughs> I never, I barely wore them. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you know, Air Force One whites, they get dirty mad quick if you wear Real them all quick. the time. You got three wears, maybe that. Just shit, I wore that shit hard. six times, though. That shit's still white as hell. And I love Air Force Ones. I would have a whole closet full of them, bro. I miss the Something colorways. Like that, I miss the colorways. Because like back in the day, when you bought Air Force Ones, like, the Nike Swish was a color and the soles were a color. Like the mm-hmm. bottom, now they don't do it. Now they just do the Swish, they don't do the bottom. I'm like, nah, you got to do both now with the inside of it too. And you just got to make it look fresh, bro. Like I miss that a lot. Cause now you can, you can customize them, but they don't have that's, that's all the, the crazy now. colors like they used to have. A lot of people just buy the white on whites and they will customize them. Like they'll bleach yeah. them, they'll dye them. You know, you could pretty much make your your whole own pair. It's just like a yeah. blank white shoe, and you do what you want to it. So, yeah, they selling out like crazy. I know a couple of people on Instagram are like got big accounts just from customizing or reselling them or like yeah. putting different laces in them. So mm-hmm. anything with sneakers right Dipping now them in is coffee. Yeah, I saw that pink lemonade. It's yeah. just anything they can do to it is just. And you know, sneaker hype is one that just just doesn't die. So, them shit's price is gonna be up and stuck. I still want a pair of off whites, though. God bless you, man. I know. God bless you, man. But I know. Let's get into some shit you might hate for the week. Um, what you guys start us off? Well, I didn't have this on my list, but Travis Scott is back. Okay, this is an with a new foundation. This. Meaning what? So basically, he started a foundation after the whole thing with... charity. Okay. Yeah, charity. Yeah. So he started a whole foundation because, obviously, 
He trying to get back in good graces. Yeah, but it's a good initiative. It is called Heal. So there's four initiatives in it. There's a scholarship fund, uh, the expansion of the Cactus Youth Design Center, mental health resources, and the U.S. Conference of Mayors and Tech-Driven Solutions for Event Safety. Um, so I guess he's been, this is why I feel like he's been quiet. Because like, you know, like, because here's the thing, when that whole Astral World thing happened, he was about to drop an album, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I felt like, I'm kind of sad that we didn't get that album because I like Travis Scott. I, despite all of this that happened, he's still he's still one of my favorite artists. I I I sympathize with his pain. I don't blame him 100 percent for everything. There is some things that I do think uh, obviously he should take uh, responsibility for, right? But I'm not right. going to sit here and act like he's the number one reason why this happened, right? And like we didn't get another album for him, but it's understandable. So now to see him come back. And not go straight to like the music, but be like, hey, listen, this has still been on my mind. Like this really affected him. You know what I'm saying? So now that he has an organization in place that has actual plans. And I remember when he did the um, the interview with Charlemagne, he was like, yo, there's tech, different technologies out there. He was already looking into that, you know, to prevent some of the, a lot of the things that happened. So I'm like, he was really on it. So to see him come back, you know, with some with some fresh ideas for a cause that makes sense i'm like i'm proud of him dog so like that that's really dope that's pretty cool it's this i mean if as far as pr goes this is only the smart way to do it because there's mm-hmm. the first thing you do can't be like you can't oh, go back can't, to your music yeah you can't just come out with a new song and be like okay so you just back to business as usual you're just gonna act yeah. like that never happened so mm-hmm. this is a good way for him to acknowledge it on a positive note how much did it say he was giving or like uh, it didn't it didn't give all the details yes so basically i think he so, just like he just brought it to public light and okay. so as time goes on he's going to start giving out more and more information and stuff like that. It, I think dope. it has a website too now. So that's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. I mean, any sort of charitable effort you can applaud, even if it's for damage control reasons. So mm-hmm. that's dope. I mean, again, I'm a big Travis fan too. It's, it's, it's going to be real delicate that first point when he starts to drop music again, because it's going to be like, Okay, I guess we're back to hearing from you now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not laying in the cut anymore, but you're not doing the whole festival, you know, sorry about that situation tour anymore. So just weird. He's in a weird spot. I mean, he he could do this a couple of times, come out, do something for the kids, come out, you know, mm-hmm. start charity, come out you know do something for some other way to give back and then by then you know hopefully enough time will pass and people feel like i just want the album dog that's it mm-hmm. I'm, I'm already past it just give I me mean, the album but i understand though he has to he he has to rebuild his trust yeah. rebuild his image and he has to do it the right way because i ain't gonna lie to you people gonna fuck with his music regardless because he makes dope ass music you can't you deny cult. him on that point you got a cult fan base that's yeah so like an asteroid was a huge ass album for him so like to come off the heels of that and you know now he has good initiatives in place like i think he'll do fine 
Um, my thing is, we can say we want the album, you know. I'm sure a, lot, a big portion of his fan base still wants the album, but it's just that the new story is going to be those families when that music does drop. And like, oh, so, you know, your son died at a Travis concert and Travis just dropped a new album. How do you feel? That's going to be what the hot take is going to be. So Travis either better prepare for that or the families have to prepare for that because Travis's career is not going to stop, you know, but there's their loss is forever going to be tied to Travis's just being a musical artist. And I think at some point, what I'm about to say about, about to sound mad rude, but they're going to have to move on and get past it at some point. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. And it takes right. time. Like, I'm not saying that they got to rush into it and like, and, you know, Who's be to like, say how much time, though, you know? Who's to say? That's on them. And, and But the thing is, though, it's like what you said. Travis is just going to have to deal with it the best right. way that he can. And the yeah. best way that he can do with it, you know, make sure that you let the people know, like, hey, I have things that I'm doing to try to prevent this from happening, but also understand I am an artist in heart and creating is something that, you know, it's a part of my life and I'm going to continue to do that. Because mm-hmm. I, I got a fan base I got to feed. I got family I got to feed that's eating off my money for this shit. And you know what I'm saying? And like, at the end of the day, all this started from his love of music and his love of fashion or whatever it is. So it's, he is a creative at heart. So his career got to keep going. But the best thing that I think he's trying to do is I know my career has to go, but I also have to show you that my priorities are in check. You know what I'm saying? And I think him putting all of this out with the foundation and everything is going to definitely get that across. And on top of that, I think he just had a kid too, if I'm not mistaken. He had yes. another kid. So mm-hmm. yeah, That's it might be, a, he might go into hiding for an extra while now. He just had yeah. a kid and you coming off a big incident like that. It's like, yeah. just sit at home with the, <laughs> with the kids right now. But, Going um, on 22222. Oh, dope, dope. Mm-hmm. Dope. I mean, and speaking of music, I guess for my first, uh, you know, shit you might hate for the week, won't give this too much light or too much energy, but I just want to, got a huge plane going overhead. Um, I just want to acknowledge just, just that I was wrong, you know, like, did you hear Donda too yet? No, I ain't hear that bullshit. Fuck Kanye West, nigga. <laughs> This, this, I, I don't want to give too the much biggest spoilers. scammer of all time going to sit that. here and charge niggas $200 for a STEM player. And he's you walking around this place acting like he's a, he's a genius. How, yo, this is the thing. People get so, he gets so egotistical. He forget who even got him in the position that he there in the first place. It's not the niggas who had money. It's the niggas who didn't. And to sit here and ask somebody who probably could use that $200 to feed their family to spend $200 just to listen to your album is whack to me. I I don't give a fuck. It's whack. Again, it's not nothing new to him, though. Like, this is the same guy that was asking $200 for a T-shirt that was all ripped up and torn and had no logos or designs on it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so this is just who he is that Kanye, you knew from all falls down and talking about materialism. Like he literally became that, like that is who he is now. So 
Don't waste your time being upset. And don't waste your time with the album either. Like, I'm not going to give a full in-depth review, but it definitely let me down just across the board. Across yeah, the board. That shit up. I ain't gonna lie when we heard that. I shit. was so the thing is with future being involved, I was expecting it to, I was expecting Kanye to go into future's world. Like mm-hmm. it didn't it sound like, like time to be alive because Drake right went into when that one. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it just didn't feel like uh future executive produced this album. It just felt like he had a couple of extra features, but what what could I say that ex- future executive produced on this album it all sound like kanye beats over you know kanye my lyrics and also i want to say too kanye is not a good rapper he makes good songs he's made great songs over the years but he's not a good rapper if you just he's listen had to his the moments but it's it's not as consistent as it used to be if you do listen to the lyrics just of the words and the and just strictly that the raps aren't very good like the songs are incredible the hooks the melodies the you know strings and samples are all great but like the raps aren't that great so yeah this was not an album i thought it would be kanye's like fuck that bitch album but it was like i want that bitch back album that's that's how the whole album felt and it was just like the whole album, I just felt like he was in the studio screaming, my kids, my kids, they won't let me see my kids. Like, like every track in the background, I feel like that's his like overtone is like, but what about my kids? She don't want to be with me, but my kids. Man, shut up, Kanye, man. Like, you can get your kids. It's just you be doing too much stupid shit on social media at this point. Man, it's just, it was too it was. But too I get much. it, though. When, when a dude wants his girl back, like, You'll do some crazy shit. <laughs> this is facts. This is facts. You're, like, yo, like, when you want somebody back after they, you know, you've been with them for so long and shit, like, you just be looking in the mirror and, like, you're not the same. You're a fractured part of yourself, <laughs> right? And, like, he's not, I don't want to, like, use his, like, you know, mental illness as, like, a. Nah, yeah, because this nigga's losing it. On the album, he said, I bought the house across the street because I miss you. Like, nigga, what? That's what the fuck? That's some toxic ass shit. That's some fucking I go lie. That's, weird... that's a future line, though. I go lie. That's a future that's line. That's some rich stalker shit. But if future shit, said like... it, though, that shit would be boss as fuck. But the fact that I'm hearing it from Kanye, though, is wild. I don't want to hear that. Future did have a couple of features, which he bodied, of course. Those few songs are my favorite songs on the album with future yeah. on it. Um... Another standout verse, which I can say was just absolutely fire, just for the song alone, was Soldier Boy. Oh, Soulja I heard, Boy, I heard that. Soldier Boy has a verse, and it just flows. Like it's not crazy lyrical or crazy, like you know, got a big punchline to it. But it just it just flows over like the the you know a Kanye beat, and it just yeah. flows into the hook well. So I gotta give Soldier Boy tops for that. It's just. Yeah, that album was it. Donda One definitely won the battle of the Dondas. Oh, all right. I mean, I put it, I put it in the Dropbox. If you wanna, there's another version. It it keeps coming out, so it's like more updated, more CDQ songs. So he wanna release it at some point, you know, because you know he was celebrating today, and today is Wednesday for y'all that don't know. For us, Um, they're not gonna. Put him on Billboard because he didn't 
released the album on streaming services and he was celebrating this shit right and i sat here and looked at him and i was like okay as a person who wanted to be an engineer and who like it i guess i'm still an artist because that really doesn't leave you right when you're when your album is number one on the billboards it's not to validate you as an artist is to validate you as uh, somebody who has a product that they're selling, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like the billboard just means that you found a way to sell it mm-hmm. at the highest level, and that's cool. Does that mean nice. that it was good? That doesn't mean it was good. That doesn't mean it was the best piece of art, but that means all of your marketing hit all of the points that it needed to hit, and you got the listens one. that you needed, right? That's right. how I look at it myself. So also when too, here to, go ahead. Also too is I think it it solidifies your fan base. It tells your fan base that you, all you guys listening and streaming and mm-hmm. watching the video and sharing it all added up and it equaled out. You guys are the number one. Like, but same thing. You, the, if the marketing hits all those points, then your fan base would feel that way, and then you would, you know, it would cross points on a mm-hmm. on a graph and you would get that number one but mm-hmm. some people have the marketing without the fan base some people got the fan base without the marketing and then you just and some either... people got both of those without the talent so it's like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and like and like and that's okay i hate it what's that's talent okay. anymore what is yeah, talent what, anymore what is it but like, like what, you know what is it because you're always trying to sell something and if you reach the number one that means you've done your job selling it you know what i mean I feel like that's that's okay. That's okay. Um, but why was he, so, he celebrating that? He doesn't want to be on Billboard. No, because he or, doesn't want to be judged. And I'm like, you put out music, can't. you can be judged on any platform. Like, and the thing is that you don't want to be judged based on sales. But you and Fifty Cent went head to head at it for graduation. You were sitting here tussling with Drake because he was kicking your ass on the billboards up up and down. It doesn't make or any hits sense. To Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, so like he's yeah. confused. He's confused all the way through. But yeah, so I just wanted to mention that our expectations are far off, and we had high hopes. And you know, regardless of what you think some shit is, you got to realize what it really is, and just be like, "Fuck it, I hate it here, man." Because so and so speaking bullshit. of people who got their shit fucked up. The game has been talking some mm-hmm. wild ass shit. Mr. West Coast. He was on Drink Champs last week or the week before. Okay. Kanye did more for me in two weeks than Dr. Dre did my whole career. Dr. Dre? That's piece number one. Piece number two. I am a better rapper than Eminem. Eminem. Piece number three. If you had performed at the halftime show, what song would you perform? And I think he said that 300 Miles and Running song that was the uh, 300 track. Miles, my nigga. <laughs> the, that was the, the diss track versus 50 Cent all on there, whatever. He said that's the okay. song he would have done. At the Super Bowl, my nigga. <laughs> I'm going to dissect each of these points, right? I'm glad you and wasn't number, there. You, it's and a number one, 
Cause and you number a three are connected, right? You because you a nigga. That's why you you shouldn't have been there. This was a this was for black people to celebrate black entertainment, and you wanted to be a nigga at the Super Bowl. That's why you wasn't there. Listen, look. Uh, More than Doctor, yeah. Start start off because I got a point for each of these two. Right? That's the first one you said was. He said, "Doctor uh, Kanye." Was Kanye has done more for him than Doctor Dre. In than Doctor Dre did in his whole career. What did Kanye do for him? Because Doctor Dre gave him numerous, numerous number ones. All right, here we go. So, so what the I'll, fuck did Kanye do? So our uh, so some people are under the assumption that Kanye forgave him for talking all that shit about Kim, but Doctor Dre would not sit there and forgive him for all of that shit he said about 50 back in the day. Because you got to understand, when Game was on Aftermath, nobody knew who the fuck Game was, right? And then he was like, I'm going to leverage you with 50. Now, 50 wrote half your album, probably the whole album. I remember. All your singles was 50 Cent Records. And now you on in Pacman, you is the West Coast. Like, don't get it fucked up. Game is still a West Coast legend. We don't give a fuck about game on the East Coast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, like, we then do. you sit here and you beef with the same dude who put you on and doing all this extra shit. And then you get dropped from Aftermath. Your second album doesn't get dropped on Aftermath. It gets dropped on Geffen. But let's think about it here, right? For me... If somebody did something to me, for me, that literally changed the trajectory of my life, Facts. I am never going to sit here and discredit that person. You would have been another mixtape rapper on the shelf if he ain't get you into the hands of 50, right? Facts. You would have still been stripping. You would have still been doing oh, all of this God. extra shit. That you that you that you that you was doing before you were sitting here talking about how we do hate it or love it and all this mm, right? hate it or love it. Oh my god. Like you can't sit here and tell this man who basically we would never know who you are right now. For what you, did he and, mean? Like more for me than Kanye or more for me than Dre? Like Dre, my whole it. first two albums is courtesy of Dre. Like I don't think he had any Dre beats on the second album. Yeah. Because he dissed 50 before that second album, and then he got fucking dropped. And nice. and here's the thing, right? Dre's like, yo, when you fuck with my money, because uh-huh. <laughs> he's been there before, like the whole NWA situation. I know, I that, know. Like, He's listen, like, we ain't playing fuck this with game. My money, because think about it like this, right? I'm gonna break it down. Dre and Dre and Fifty, right? Dre put Fifty on with Eminem in the club, smash. Bam. All of them joints, smash. Get Richard Die Trying, best album, hip hop album of all time, right? So like, but then, and they were cool till this whole headphone thing came about right and like the problem i have with game is you didn't call dre or try to contact him to have this conversation over the years right when 50 and dre was beefing over these headphones they were having conversations on the back end right 
And then 50 was like, you still ain't look, you you sit here and just like you were vague on me. So that's why I brought it to the music at that point, right? And how I feel like Dre looked at 50 with the headphones was like, I got beats by Dre. If you wanted to do headphones, I could have gave you could have came to me and you mm-hmm. could create your own like 50 cent version of these G unit beats. G unit beats or whatever. And then we could have and then we could have cornered the market again the same way we did with the music. You know, so I understand what Dre is, and then, but the thing is, though, like, Fifty Cent was one of his biggest money makers, right? So, you when they the hand that feeds him, and then here's the thing, they patched it up because when I think it was either Dre or Eminem that was getting a uh, Hollywood star fame, Fifty was mm-hmm. there with the both of them. Mm-hmm. I think and it was 50, the Eminem one. It was, I think it was the Eminem mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and then Fifty's at the halftime show. All of that shit doesn't matter anymore. They both cool because they both talked it out. They both hashed it out because he was like, yo, first of all, you make good music. And then as the second of all, like you about your money, right? When it comes to Eminem, they've never had beef. You know why? Because Dre was like, look, number music is his number one passion. Him and Eminem same to share passion for music. Eminem doesn't give a fuck about money. (laughs) So that's like Eminem is like his child, basically, and not in no like disrespectful way, but he's right. like, look, like we love m- music, but I love money and you make me money, but you don't give a fuck about this money. So I'm going to make sure that you in a position that nobody can ever fuck with your money. Right. Because I'm never going to because you share the same passion with me. I'm going to make sure that you stay protected the way I wish I was protected. when and I. And that's loyalty respect. for years, too. Like that's decades and decades of like. We Forget about Dre, together. bro. That yeah. was supposed to be a Snoop the, record. They killed that halftime, man. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out. Banger. Who lives, just, just a bunch Banger. of gibberish and motherfuckers act that they forgot about Dre. Fam, are you serious? That's like a forever it's, song. It's white girls doing that at karaoke somewhere tonight. Like, that's a tonight. forever song, bro. Like, that song's never going away. If they pass away, that song's never stopping. What was the second thing he said again? He said he could beat Eminem in a versus. I'm going to be completely honest with you, niggas. Well, two and three said he could beat in a versus, and then he's a better rapper than Eminem. I want to know what strain of weed they was smoking that. Oh no, it was just, this was at Drake Champ, so they was drunk. This is what Nori do. He get niggas there, get them drunk, and then ask they them questions. All types against, of wild shit. And then. He's like, okay, what about this rapper? Then you just be like, yeah, so I can fucking, I beat him in a battle too. Like, yo, you just, this whole fucking podcast is set up. So, nigga, Jay Z is supposed to be the greatest rapper of all time, and Eminem washed him on when Renegades. Come on, man. (laughs) When it comes to technique, Eminem is Eminem. It's like you can't, there's no one I know that can fit that many syllables of words into a sentence and tell a story and do something like the techniques of it is solid. But when it comes to like flow, relevancy, just overall suave, and like, you know, that's Jay. That's just Jay across the board. So, but like, for the skill of rapping, mm-hmm. Eminem is the bar. 100%. I feel like that. It's Eminem, it's Lupe. Um, I would say Royce, too. Because he'd be going off. But, like... It's, it's a lot of technical 
rhymers now, like J.I.D., Kendrick is very technical. Yeah. Fucking, it, it's so many. The underground now, there's like that whole scene is kind of back now, which is cool. Yeah. It's like, it's not that SoundCloud wave. It's like the it's like the young J. Cole wave. Like instead of yeah. the little pump wave, it's like a young J. Cole wave. So yeah. That's so cool for to game see. to sit here and be like, yo, shut the fuck. Yeah. I don't know what he was reaching for. I know everybody in there was just like, huh? Like, is he did he just say that or and then you're gonna sit here and perform 300? First of all, in the club is a way bigger record than any record that you could ever spend ever in your life, dude. Let's just keep. I mean, it would have to be. This is no. It would have to be. uh, How we do. How we do. Hate or love it. Or hate or love it. it. And then Fifty would be there still to do those and and, and smash that shit. (laughs) Those were two. Those were Fifty. Listen, those were literally on the records. I know. Those were Fifty Cent records that he was like, "Yo, game. Here you go." That's crazy. That's crazy that you could give a whole you bit the you hand could, that you fed could, you. Two, you could, two hands. You had you two could, plates coming to with, you. With one song, you can give a whole you can give an artist a whole career. You can let him travel and fucking sing that one song for his whole life. With two or three songs, you can give him a career. Whoever comes up after him a career. Whoever he's standing next to a career, it's fucking Look at crazy, Jay. man. Like just Jay one song. Gave, we got Kanye. All right, cool. Kanye was going to be Kanye, regardless of mm-hmm. where he was at. But mm-hmm. Memphis Bleak, Bleak could be one hit away his whole career. As long as I'm alive, he a millionaire. Yeah. That's crazy. Beanie Siegel, all of these dudes was eating. And you that's, know what's crazy? Jay Z was stealing beats from all of these niggas. I heard, I heard, yeah. He had he the old the, he boy beat. A, he would get the Swiss. He would get Swiss beats to send beats from up under people. Like, is it, he almost who's gonna the say no to beats. Jay though? Who's gonna say no to Jay? Like, you want Jay on your beat? Of course you fucking do, because you know that think, song is gonna be a fucking either a banger or wherever it goes, you're gonna win. I think uh, Pharrell was making beats. For a seat, I don't know if it was Hell Half No Fury or Lord Willing. It was one of those, right? And it was, the whole CD was supposed to be for Jay. And Pusha T was like, fuck that nigga. <laughs> and they took it and they just ran with the tracks. I'm like, fam, like, I don't like, I don't, I don't like disrespecting people who've done things that changed my life. And I feel like he's salty. Because he's talking yeah. about, yeah, I wasn't salty that I wasn't at the ha- halftime show I, in LA. I, and everybody knew he was because he w- he had a Super Bowl party at his house. And it was clips of him on IG talking about, we don't need to be there. We right here. And this is a vibe. And you could tell he felt some kind of way. So even when but he's that came not out. known to the people like that. That's like, the other thing, too. He's right. only known to like. I'm a hip hop head, but also I was a young kid when I heard "Hated or Love It" right. and all of these and these songs, my fucking mind Bangers. was turning, bro. I would say like, I listen to them now. I go back to when I was a kid and I'm <laughs> bopping. <laughs> he is a legend, is right, especially coming from the West Coast. West he Coast, is a West yes. Coast legend, but he ain't no the Kendrick. game. He is regional and he is like time based. Like yes. you, when you think game, you think like early two thousands. Yeah gangster rap butterfly tattoo 
and you think mm-hmm. West Coast, so you're regional and you're time based. So it's just mm-hmm. really you're not going to be on in the club. That's forever. Super, I, and and it's and it's global and fucking like cultural. Like everybody, there's white people that singing it at the at a birthday party tonight, right now. So. Right now. <laughs> Right now, there was no There's way he somebody was be right. There. I'm a hundred percent sure there is at least six people playing in the club right now having a good time. It's somebody's birthday, but we don't give a <laughs> fuck. It's not your birthday. Ain't nobody fucking playing dreams, which was a Kanye which West is, beat, right? Which and was still a, a banger track, song. or but you nobody... wouldn't get far, which was also a banger. That was a good far. Let me put another you on Kanye game. Two was, was another Ooh. good track. That shit was fire. Not that, that he doesn't have good music. It just it's regional and it's time. It got it. it got killed. It's not classic beef. It got killed because of the beef with him shit. and Fifty. You know what I mean? Like Fifty, fil- and, Fifty killed a lot of people with that beef. Ja Rule never came back the same. Nope. Shit, Fat Joe be clawing back if he ain't have all them bangers with Remy, but. Yep, and then Jadakiss is the only nigga. Jadakiss is the only nigga. Still, the locks in general. Checkmate. Like, right. Oh man, that shit was oh. nuts, bro. That shit. I remember I heard that shit. I just like turned my radio off and I went to sleep. <laughs> I'm like, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm that over was it. A, through the first, through, through all the beefs, I'm like, yeah, fifty killing these niggas. Fifty killing these niggas. As soon as I heard checkmate, I'm like, oh shit. Oh, okay. Yo, Flex dropped so this... many bombs on that shit when that shit came out, bro. Yo, yo, listen, and this is why I love hip hop, right? I was living in New York. Fucking Kiss. I was like, I ain't gonna like New York raised me, and Boston is where I became a man, right? I always say that shit, right? So, like, when it comes to my young formative years, I was in New York at the time, and listening to Hot ninety seven and Power one hundred five one, when you got Fifty Wanks to come out in the club, G Unit comes out. Lloyd Banks comes out with On Fire. Uh, um, Young Buck comes out with oh, Let Me crazy. In. You got So Seductive by Tony Yeo. And you got Hater to Love It. Then you got How We Do. You're sitting, I'm in New York. And it's I'm a full takeover. Like, it's a You full can feel the energy takeover. in New York, fam. That shit was crazy. And you it's had that, and then up. you went, and you fucked it up. And then you fucking with one of 50's enemies as well. And like, like I said, Dre looking at you like, I put you in a position to win, and now you're doing everything to take that away from me, especially dealing with my second premier artist that I have. Eminem right. was his number one premier artist, and then they went and got 50, who was the second premier artist for him. Makes now he's going to sit bit. here and make you the third one, and you fucked around and fucked up. And now you're sitting here jealous because Eminem still got a crazy-ass career. Three diamond albums doing crazy. I I think 50 has one diamond album. I think it's shit. Just platinum is enough. You go diamond, like I said, you don't you eat for the rest of your life. Like what else you have to do, really? You know, you can just maintain a decent life and be straight. And then Kendrick came and took your fucking spot and said, suck my dick, bitch. Like, come on, man. Come on. You you got. I don't West know Coast. what's up with him, man. Somebody just give him a hug, dog, and just be like, yo, relax. And to say you would beat him in a versus is like... You're not on, beating him in that, now bro. You, now you're really talking crazy, now. Fam, if you just say one wild comment about Eminem... Yeah, but see, that's what the game always 
was to me. He would always name drop. He loved to yes. name drop in his records. He loved to name drop like in the songs or you know. Now he's name dropping he on podcasts. This is now what he's he just doing. Goes on and just name drops. Like, oh yeah, you know, I was with so and so or any any of his wouldn't wouldn't get far. He was just naming a bunch of uh, video girls that he spoke to. Even on the new mm-hmm. song Easy, he's name dropping Kim Kardashian. How he used to fuck with her. Yeah. It's just like, bro, like. You 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 get this weird fetish of just name dropping people. Like we get it, you're rich, you're famous. It's yeah, it's, man. It's all right, we understand. But and um, on top of that, I've been I've been into like these rap beefs this week, so I'm just yeah. going to get into this one real quick. Right, Slaughterhouse. This one confused me and had me on high alert because this was like <laughs> when your grandpa started arguing, or your uh, drunk uncle start arguing. You don't know if they're really gonna fight or not. You just gotta keep your eye on them. Um, uh, so, King Crooked, formerly known as Crooked Eye, and Joel Ortiz, two members of Slaughterhouse, they decided they're going to drop an album called "The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse." Uh-huh. So they've been they put out a track list. They've been putting out. They put out a single. They've been selling merch, mm-hmm. videos, all this shit. Royce the Five Nine and Joe Budden mm-hmm. want no fucking parts of this. I see that. I see that. I see that. They not only do they not want any parts of it, but they are pretty much calling Joel and Crooked Eye like y'all acting phony. Y'all finesse this whole thing so y'all could go run off and get a bag because y'all need it. And they was on IG Live talking spicy to each talking other. Shit. Yo, Joe Budden was like, yeah, your album can suck my forth. dick. <laughs> Not even that. That was like the final straw. What built up to it was like, Joe was like, yeah, I never said I wasn't doing it, blah, blah, blah. I know that I'm bigger than y'all, and I know that y'all needed this. I was just like, whoa. Nah, Joe always had a no. When, nah, listen, Joe's always going to say some heavy. egotistical shit because, like, when he went at Warrior Mall, like a couple of months, like almost a year ago and stuff, all that, like, you can tell his ego is like up there. Is he wrong though? I don't think he's wrong because he kind of is bigger than all of them. You know what I mean? In terms of presence right now, because of what he's built with the podcast. Music wise, they're kind of all on the same level. That's what what I'm saying. In that lane, in that lane of podcasting and media and journalism, sure, you're bigger, but you ain't put out an album since who even knows, remembers when, you know? So, and and who's even checking for you for your music now? But he, for him to go and say that, just, shows you that he thought he was on some pedestal above them and they should have come to him and begged him to be on it Mm because apparently Royce had said, you know, I won't do it without Joe. We got to have all the members before we do it. Which makes sense. I get that. Absolutely. I wasn't mad at that. And then Mm -hmm. I guess because Joe has been saying he's retired, you know, across the board, Joel Ortiz took that as Joe won't do it. So that means Royce won't do it. So that means all I got is Crooked Eye. So me and Crooked Eye gonna do it. Mm-hmm. They don't like that. No. Shit no. got real. And messy. even and and I think even Joe was like, if we got our business off shady, like I would do it. So like there's a lot of um things in the background that we don't know. Uh that's between them and Eminem. And shady records. That's what it sounds like. And I didn't know, was there a beef or what happened that they act like it's the hate, the most hated thing? Joe complains about their second album. 
Because Eminem was on the second album. Because they they were independent on the first Law of the Hats album, which had like all of them fire ass songs, microphone, all of that shit. Then the second album, they had CeeLo Green on the album. And they were sitting there and Joe was like, for us to go from the first album to the second one with Eminem behind us is like it was it, it he's he, I think in his mind if it was kind of funny because it kind of changed their image a little bit. But I'm like, you know, when you're on Shady Records, that's a legacy there, right? Mm. And no offense to those guys, but at the time, it was a different kind of rap that was coming into the game, right? And the fact that you were able to get a deal to do what you needed to do, like, I don't think Eminem would have sat there and intruded on y'all if he didn't think that y'all were putting out shit that would make the make sense. Right. Worth the time at least. And how but many also, albums do they have on Shady? One. Just a one. Just a one. I mean, because I heard uh And they had another album called Glass House that they were supposed to put out, but that never came out. And till this day I even heard uh, Rory talking about it on his podcast. And he was like Glass House, that music was incredible. Damn. I mean, it feels like none of the groups last. The only group that's been able to keep it together is the locks. Like, we watch Jim and Dipset. Because they've known each other. They have a real genuine friendship. I I Mm. feel like when you look at groups like I wish G-Unit stayed together too as well. Right. Mob Deep stayed together. That's for sure too. They've been together Um, since 19, but yeah, it seems the older you get, even you watch Dipset, you G-Unit, they all go through it. Like something about being in a group in this industry just never lasts too long. It's weird too, because they were all came from From the the same same neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah, I know. Yayo Banks and 50s from the same neighborhood. Facts. Um, Dipset, like, I think. They from the same neighborhood too. Cam and Jones were were from the same yeah because they're from Harlem yeah all of all of them are yeah because even Joel's from same, Harlem the yeah. same couple of block radius you know yeah but yeah Freaking so 40 Cal Hell Rel JR Ryder man shout it out just sucks it's another another group that you know has to go through the pains of the industry and now with this album coming out it's going to be like a whole either a pressure that to support it because it's something from Slaughterhouse or it's like a pressure to go against it because it's like get the fuck out of here that ain't all of slaughterhouse that's not all the members so that's mm-hmm. not some real shit so that's gonna suck yeah we'll see man, what it's happens with them. that's interesting see what happens with them what i what i uh i guess i'll bring this to the table before we get into our main topic of the day is i mean i mean i know you don't drive but your lady has a car i pay for the gas yes you pay for the gas. So you fully understand what I'm about to go through here. Yes. Gas prices in this country. Children, if you're in the room or if you're listening, cover your ears. Gas prices in this country is rape. <laughs> gas prices in this country is full-on sexual assault with no lubricant. Yo, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like it's almost five dollars a gallon. Like some places the in LA ever been in US history. 
some places in LA, like California is already an expensive place to live, but mm-hmm. you're buying gallons, of, you're buying a gallon of gas for five sixty nine, or, you know, shit costs more than milk. Like it shouldn't be that you decide whether you have cereal and breakfast or gas so you could get across town to get to work or fucking pick your kid up from fucking school, from school or some shit. And it's fucked up because these same companies have been getting like super crazy rich over the pandemic. And now with the start of fucking World War Three, apparently it's the same companies, the gas companies and the pharmaceutical companies is getting yeah. rich over and over and over. I hope, I hope there was some people saying like NATO should get involved in this whole thing. I'm like, yo, we NATO just needs to shut the fuck up and go sit somewhere. Cause like, yo, I'm not, yo, listen, they don't understand. Why do we have to get in other people's business? Ukraine has been fending these niggas off by themselves. They will be fine. They don't need us right now. I do think they do need, they don't need us to fight for them, but they do right. need humanitarian aid, food, water, safety, shelter. Yes, they need right. these things. But us to fight for them? Nah, nah, son. We Americans be telling the shit. America, we never have seen war in our front door. So like, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh yeah, we should. Because yo, if you knew, if more people get involved, there's going to be more destruction. And it's going to get wider and wider. That's I'm glad so I kind of more more response equals more response. And because and I was thinking about moving to Europe, fucking fucking the system is fucked up now. I was thinking about moving to Europe because like what part? You, um, I've seen that. I've seen like this lady. She has like condo in Italy, and it's like super cheap. I was thinking about Italy because like you can buy a house and just renovate it for like less than like twenty five thousand dollars. Like if I could get like a little villa. Like you know, a little like apartment building and just renovate it for myself, right bro. A cliff or something. Woo, man, shit, easy living, bro, easy living. But mm-hmm. they're so close to all these other countries that be doing shit and other mm-hmm. people's borders. You like here in America, zone. we don't have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, you in that hot zone, but it gets the, the at this point, it's like the cost of living just across the board is going up. Tires. Yeah. You gotta pay for gas. The fucking gas prices went up fifty cent overnight, bro. Usually you'll see two, three cents or whatever. These companies try to factor in for you know transportation, but now it's just like straight abuse. You and go- we don't even use Russian oil like that. It's only it's like less than seven percent of what we really use. So I'm like, if cutting them off hit us that hard, like. Well, it's the it's the web because we're all of us are connected this is what's fucked up about these countries and shit it's like we don't use russian oil but a country that we buy stuff from uses russian oil so now yeah. they raise their prices because they use russian oil and it's hard to get oil in and out of russia right now because they got sanctions and lockdowns so yeah. they raise their prices and now to buy from them, we got to pay more. But now to sell to you, we got to raise our prices and now you pay more. So it's like middle class across this country. If you are working like and you don't got a hundred grand, like just saved up in the bank for emergency and shit. It's like you don't it's fucking rough. exist. It's rough. You, it's beyond rough, man. You don't fucking exist. Like middle class is a joke, man. And it's crazy because I'll just get on Instagram and everybody look rich. Everybody look like they just live in a vacation lifestyle, so it's just like I fucking hate it here, man. I can't, nah, fam, I, I can't make sense you. of this bullshit anymore. If I was, 
in a different life, my girl would have been doing <laughs> not at the not what I thought. Not what I expected you to say. You know what I'm saying? Like in another life, like yeah, 100. Because this is wild. But like, I'm not dealing with that bullshit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's, it's not a part crazy, of my lifestyle. Man. Like I understand why, why women up. do OnlyFans now because like holy fuck, this shit <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy. If I could just wake up, take a picture of my dick, and sell it for a bunch of money, oh man, I'd be out here. I, I would I'd definitely, be, I'd be you know, right now. I just would. I would have to get over that dignity of knowing just a bunch of niggas would probably be looking at it. But other than that, I'll be cashing yeah, them checks gotta, every week. Every week, bro. But I'd be out here just, balling. Louis just, Vuitton socks. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci headband like Soldier Boy. Yeah, man. All of that shit, bro. All this of is, shit. A lot of shit don't make no sense, and I fucking hate it, man. I hate it here. But the biggest story, though. I know. And this one kind of fucked with me, man, because it's just like, damn, I know this person has to be suffering. But yeah, the, the main topic of the week, shit you shit you gotta hate. Brittany Griner versus the USSR. Brittany Griner is a WNBA player mm-hmm. who is currently being detained in Russia right now. Yeah. Talk about fucked up and horrible timing to go to jail abroad in a country that is actively at war with another country and that's not cool with your home country. So you ain't getting no love like across the board. And on top of that, they don't deal with LGBT people either. On top of that, they like fuck that lesbian shit. You you <laughs> are a woman, go in there. But hopefully, women jails aren't too bad in Russia. That she's. I don't know, man. Because like it ain't was, easy being away from playing, home. She was playing basketball over there. Mm-hmm. She and was playing. She's been in jail for like a month. So like this, this, this happened before even. So here's the thing, right? Um, basically, like you know, she plays over in Russia. She has been. She has a house over there and everything. So like cool. you know, when she goes over there, she just goes to her house and she plays ball. And they play. They pay. They pay her more over there than they pay her in the WNBA over here, right? I'm sure, which is fucked up because the WNBA they get paid like a fucking substitute teacher teacher. salary. Yeah, (laughs) and like if a lot of them, if their husbands aren't like they go marry doctors and stuff, they go marry lawyers because they Mm -hmm. still need some income and financial support. A whole league does not support them, so it's kind of fucked up. But yeah, she goes to play over in Russia. For the for I guess the winter, the off season, the off mm-hmm. season and when WNBA is not in in season, and I guess she was traveling or either coming from or going to, but she had a vape pen, which had the weed oil in it. Yep. Which I get. I don't know the laws out there, but they taking it pretty strict. I know in Dubai you can't have no weed or no any. Yeah, you can't do none crumbs of or nothing. So. Yeah. To have the oil is like a more highly concentrated form. It's like having the next level up. So, yeah, they arrested her as she is over there locked up. Been for the last month or so. I know her wife is trying to work with some diplomats and stuff to get her out. But, but being that they at war, is, that shit is not a top priority. 
But you know what the thing is, though? Um, You know what you were stepping into. Because here's the thing, right? Like, if you play in another country, mm-hmm. you are... The way people look at players in other countries is the way we look at, like, LeBron and stuff. Like, they're huge. Mm-hmm. So, like, you get all these tips and information about certain things. You're an American. That's number one. Mm-hmm. You went over to play in Russia. Okay, that's fine. Get your money. But then there is somebody telling you, hey, there's some tension. Something might be happening politically that might make this rough. Hopefully. Who went over there? I hope she had like an aide or like a translator or something. Yeah, cause... I, no, she she has to because she has to be backed by like an an oligarch or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like, you know, pe- like those dudes who have mad money in the Russian like society, like they control Russia because they make mad money. So like if you go over there, like you have somebody backing you, right? And they have all the insider information about politics, whatever. So you would have to hear about this. You still went over there. Number two. Or maybe they didn't tell her. I would not put it past her that they didn't tell her. Like They'd be like, yes, let her keep balling. Let her keep playing games for us. Let her keep <laughs> entertaining our citizens while we go and bomb this other country. Like, There's nothing she could do about it. That racist as fuck. They sound like Frieza and Dragon Ball Z talking to these fucking Saiyans, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know exactly where I'm not gonna say it because it's gonna right. be wild. <laughs> go and play this. Go, 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 little, go, tall black woman. Go shoot the basketball and make millions for us while we go bomb. I'm, I wouldn't put it past her, like, because if she would have known, I would, I would, I, no one would want to would have went over there. Yeah, and I know she had the plug because if they're getting her vape oil in a country where it's illegal. I no, know I she's think getting she treated like VIP over there. I think so. Here's here's the two scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. One, she didn't know that she had him in there, forgot to take it out. Or number two, she's done this before, but because right. of the tensions and because of the fact that you know they kind of got higher tensions with the US, she was flagged because she's American. Mm-hmm. And they searched her shit. And this is the first time that they actually fucked with her. You know what I'm saying? And they was like, we're going to make an example out of you. Right. But I ain't going to lie. Like, if it was like LeBron, like, we would have got LeBron out in 48 hours. Like, we (laughs) would Like Nike would have got got LeBron out. And they would have had a commercial uh, with him landing at an American airport. Like, because nobody knew she was. I didn't even, first of all, I didn't even know who the fuck she was. <laughs> <laughs> I know who she is, but no one pays attention to WNBA to be like, oh, she's not in America. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. When I, when I saw the story, I'm just like, oh, fuck. I know she got to be sick right now because, you know, you go to jail and like uh, overseas, ASAP Rocky style. In Sweden, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it Sweden or Switzerland? Yeah. Uh, I think it was Sweden, if I'm I think it was not Sweden. mistaken. But you know, you know that it, for his, it was just like an assault, a fight thing kind of happening. You get to leave and go home, but she got a drug thing, and that's a whole. And 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 that's the other thing too. Like, you should have checked your bag. Right? How were you? Who's giving this to you that you're just doing it all willy nilly? That 
I don't know, like when rappers go to the airport and they're like, oh yeah, I forgot my gun in my bag. How are you fucking forgetting a whole gun in your bag? Like that's why a lot of them fly private now because they can carry all that shit on them without getting checked. They don't go through TSA crazy. or nothing like that. They just get it's... on the private plane and the private plane and they go. Like there's nothing. Like when when Juice World, rest in peace, passed away, like they say he had mad guns and drugs on the plane yeah. and shit like that. Which I think it was an exaggeration, obviously. But like they can smoke on planes. They said he they had pounds, pounds mm-hmm. was on them. So, so it's some wild shit, man. And I hope she gets out of it safe. I hope, you know, we can, you know, but I, I doubt that like she will, her situation will cause the U.S. and Russia to clash because I it's would not really. Not. That would be unfortunate. And it would be an exaggeration of like the situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to come to that over this. Because honestly, she should have had, she should have been responsible. Check your bag. You know what you do. You might have been, and you should, and and if you, if she was told about these tensions, not this information had to be out, like people among that circle, because they were saying that China even knew that Russia was about right. to pop off. If you're gonna year. plan this, you're gonna plan this months and months in advance. Because like, China told us, they said China told them, don't do this shit during the Olympics. <laughs> oh, Two wow. days after the Olympics, they popped off. It was popping off in the Ukraine. So, it's but like, that's what I mean. They knew, but they just didn't tell her. Like they didn't tell her. She, didn't tell she's her. not important enough to where they needed to tell her, and it's fucked up. Because you go there, you do a service, you entertain them, you get paid. But again, you're another country. You're just another animal be... to them. You're just yeah, another monkey in the cage, yeah. to be honest with you. Especially an American. Like we don't even fucking like you Americans over here. So, yeah, we'll and pay you, you. But black. Come on, man. Like, your racism is... I'm not going to make this a race thing because, like, I don't like doing that. But, like, think about it. Think about it. First of all, you are a woman, a black woman, a gay black woman, mm-hmm. an American gay black woman. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Yo, like you have to sit here and think about exactly like how these other people in these other countries look at you, especially in Russia, when everything that I just mentioned, nigga, is top is on the top public enemy list. Like again, they wanted you over there. They pay you handsomely. They probably treat you well while you're entertaining them and winning games for them. But when this shit. When this shit come the politics, when this shit come the political geopolitics, you Keep are your just ass a at pawn. Home. Yep, you are just a fucking pawn. And we Keep found yourself this- in your little studio apartment with your wife. Go get we your. We found this leg. vape on you. Oh nah, now we throwing you under the jail. Like you go to Dubai, they throwing you under the jail. You These never come home. This ain't America where you can um, just fucking that chill to, with it. Uh, Future's DJ, DJ yes, Esco. Yes, DJ Esco. He went yeah. to Dubai and they found crumbs of a blunt in his bag. He went to jail for 56 nights. That's the whole... That's why 56 nights came out. Man, that's the whole legacy of the mixtape. He went to jail yeah. for 56 nights over crumbs of a blunt. That Because I think they just came from like Canada or somewhere. They didn't check their shit. And, that, and that's why I said like you have to... Look, international, you, you have to have another level. International borders... I understand. Look, I am uh I I agree that these laws, especially for marijuana, should not be as strict as they are like they are for these other things. Facts. I 100% agree that 
a marijuana needs to be taken off the substance one list. It needs to be like, you know, just, you know, seen as a regular thing, whatever. Facts. But you should know that other countries don't play that game. They're not they don't fucking around. Dude, there's They're other things that around. are illegal in other countries that happen here in America that you, people can't have threesomes in other countries. People can't <laughs> do certain things in other countries. So it's like, you have to know the laws of where you're going to and just be like, you know, responsible but it's when a in sad rome, situation when in rome you do as the romans do and that means following their laws and fucking living as they live and you just don't think because you are a celebrity or of importance that you got the money to get out of shit because they will still lock your ass up and in these countries they don't treat celebrities the way americans treat celebrities that's what you always got to remember they treat celebrities in america even worse because like, oh you think you think they you thought you were like, gonna come over thought, here, right? Hey, here's an A bitch. You thought you was gonna get away with this shit? I bet you ain't getting away with none of that shit. So <laughs> like, latest latest article from ESPN is uh, they're working with the State Department to sort of arrange some conditions for her release. So they're gonna give them some Russian spies. They're gonna give them some of this, some of I that. I think it's gonna be about the sanctions because I don't know the spy shit seems too deep. They wouldn't. She's not like a top tier CIA official, but they yeah, might. Un- America would just be like, "Fuck that bitch. We got yeah, other black we can't do like, nothing about it." But yeah, they'll they'll let up on some of the sanctions because they sanctioned them for everything for fucking. Yo, their, their economy is crumbling. Condoms, you can't wear fucking App, peanut Apple butter. McDonald's just said we're closing all of our shit down. Fact, I think Starbucks too across the whole country. Apple closed down shit. Uh, I think uh, like. Mad companies are just like not. Nah, I was reading just something. leave, just just bouncing. A couple That's banks, true. I think PayPal. The game no I play, like there. their game company, they was like, yeah, we're suspending all sales out of oh, Russia yeah. and Belarus, and I was like, damn. I'm like, fam, like, but you see, this is just another type of warfare now because nobody wants to go bang on the battlefield. It's mm-hmm. gonna hit you where your money hurts, bro. Like you can't, you now your citizens is. ain't got nothing to do. They ain't got no streaming services. So now they're up in the streets protesting every day. You can't control it. They're off TikTok, it's, Instagram, and all these other shit. But I, I don't I don't like that because I don't know how the Russian people are over there. I'm gonna say this as a PSA, right? Uh-huh. And then we'll when, close it up. When stuff like this happens, right? We as Americans are always so quick to point the finger at people. Like when COVID happened, yeah, all right, cool. It came out of Wuhan. We started treating Asian people like shit because uh-huh. of this, right? And like, up, like especially yo, in New York. Yo, listen, and I got mad friends like who are Asians, right? And like they got their family members. And the one thing that like kind of puts the fear in me, like something will happen to their family members, right? Because I know how that goes. And it's just like, it's scary because it's like something that happened that has nothing to do with them. They're going to have to take the responsibility for it. Right. And not even because, oh, it's your fault. It's because because they're just Asian, they should take. So like now when you're looking at all these Russian people here who have restaurants, who have stores, who have this, that, and the third, they're going to get targeted now. Right. And it's unfair that russian person who's here 
who's paying taxes, who is being a good member of the American society. Right. It's not the reason why these niggas is in Ukraine doing shit right now. Right. And the people in Russia, I mean, it's different. They, they, it's like, it's like if we was going against the Chinese people, like China people would look at the government, but like they're not doing anything wrong because this is the information that they give. They fed us. A lot of propaganda. The information that the Russian is the Russian people are getting is just propaganda from their government, and we can't blame them because when it's our turn, we will run up the fucking military bill just right. to be like we are bringing freedom to this country. I know a lot of really propaganda. Not. I know same thing, propaganda. So please, I'm begging you, let's not take this out on innocent people. Let's leave it at the politicians and and the military people and all this other stuff. Let's not mm-hmm. bring it to these people who I I would hate to see that because I hated it when it happened to like to Asian people. I hate Asians, it when it happens yeah. to black people every single day. I hate it when it happens York. to like uh like you know uh LGBTs, you know, all these other things, all these other things that we sit here and and point fingers at and try to hit people with like yo, like. We just need to understand that we are all human. We're all having a human experience. And there are certain things that are out of a, a person's control because we have governments, we have systems of control. We have all these things that like they have nothing to do with besides voting. And even when they leave that country, they have nothing to do with it because they left that country. Right. It's like you want to attack an Asian in Brooklyn over something that China did. Like... This Asian in Brooklyn got nothing to do with nothing China to do with that shit. at the moment. But uh, yeah, I feel like especially with this country, we just need a lot of people to blame. But what I will say is uh, something we blame a like lot that, of people, but we don't want to take responsibility for ourselves. That too. That too. But I did like that you said, uh, you know, we should just all respect the human experience. You know, no mm-hmm. one's fully to blame from anything. I'm sure we're all a little to blame for a little bit of things so that's just how it goes you want to wrap us up y'all know what it is <laughs> it's the i hate it here podcast episode 21 Banger. it's the nigga kev it's your boy russ we out there